Battle Ready Broadcast, believing what it says. Welcome back. This is Battle Ready. Thank you for joining us. We apologize for a little bit of delay. We've had some technical difficulties at the church, but we're getting until we can almost figure out how to fix those every time. We are in Ephesians chapter 5. We got to about verse 13. Um, last time, I think, we actually went a little past that, but I think today when we actually start back in uh, Ephesians chapter 5 and our walk as Christians, we're going to start about verse 13. But before we get started, Laura, where would you like to take us in the Old Testament to get us moving forward? Vision trouble. Vision trouble. Okay. We had, it's interesting because on our sermon Wednesday night, our, our preacher preached on, what are you thinking? So now what are we, what's what are vision? you seeing? What are you seeing? There you go. So this time of year, moms have a vision. <laughs> and we are thinking Christmas morning is going to be picture perfect. And I'm going to find that perfect gift for my kid that when they open that, they're just going to be, we talked about that day, we they're going to be bowled over. They're going to love that it. That magical moment when someone read your heart mm -hmm. and found what it is that would bring you so much joy. Mm -hmm. And we want to and do we that all so strive badly. for that. Don't we all strive? And we just had it with Thanksgiving. We'll have it at Christmas too. We want to have a dinner that everybody that sits down just says this is the best we've ever had. And right? And it'll be fun and nobody will fight and the kids won't argue and there won't <laughs> be any mess. And, and everything will everything's going to be like it is on, a, on the Folgers commercial. Remember the Folgers commercial <laughs> where they come down on Christmas morning and the sun comes home from war and we have coffee and everybody's happy and everybody cries and I cry every time I see this since I was six years old I still cry when he comes in and drinks the coffee and the presents are right we have this vision but our husbands and our children do not share this vision <laughs> right they do not it's true the husband shares the vision of I want to be able to feed my family in January <laughs> right you're spending way too much money and way too much so they, they have a different vision our kids have a vision of sleeping in if there are teenagers like mine or getting up at three in the morning like they used to when they were little because they're so excited they can't stand it and they mess up the whole plan and the whole program and you have something different than the vision that you I just figured out none of you heard any of that. No, no I, I can hear you. Okay, you can hear me, but you're about to hear me better. Tune in to know me better. Yeah. So we're, vision trouble. Sometimes they can't see what you're trying to do. And then when people don't see what you're trying to do, then you get angry and bitter. And they don't even and know what you're angry and, and bitter about. And all the ruined, the whole day's ruined. But they don't know what you're upset about, mm -hmm. right? Because they don't have any idea what you had planned mm -hmm. or what your heart was trying to do or what your mind was trying to do. It's a bunch of ridiculousness. We put so much pressure on days and holidays and mm -hmm. moments we and do. special things. Okay, going to vision. Being able to share that kind of vision is full of a lot of emptiness and a lot of vanity and a lot of frustration and a lot of things that don't matter at all. Mm -hmm. But having a biblical vision and understanding what God's doing, that's really important. The problem is if you're tuned in to God and, and he shared something with you like the from his word, the vision of how things are, mm -hmm. and you're trying to talk to someone who doesn't know what you're talking about. You can't, they don't get the vision. Yeah. And you can't show them either. The only thing you can do is pray and say, God, can you show them so we can get on the same page? Well, it, the reason I'm starting in Second Kings chapter 6 is to get an idea of this. Before we start talking about the idea of submission, which everybody gets hung, they get hung up on it to bend it to their own will to make it something it's not. I want to start and with I'm just sure, the big picture. I'm sure too. There's the going to be people who just when they hear this go, uh huh. That's what you know. What they're going to say is, no, we're just going to try no, to I'm, go. No, I believe every word that it says. Absolutely, I do too. And, and I want to tell you why I believe it. Mm -hmm. I agree, but right? but we're not but we're not sugarcoating it. No, and we're not walking away, and we're not fearful of it. It's not that kind of a thing, right? But get your head up. Yes, yeah, stop and see what God's trying to do with this thing. See what the purpose behind it is. So, to give you just the tiniest bit of background on this passage, I'm going to read. Syria and Israel are at war with one another, and every time the king of Syria is about to go in and attack, God gives Elisha the vision of what's about to happen and Elisha shares that and the king moves position. Mm -hmm. The king of Israel moves position. The attacks don't work. And one of these workers that works for the king of Syria says to him, you're never going to win this battle because someone's telling the king what you're about to do in his bedchamber. Mm -hmm. 
right? Someone's Somebody's leaking some, your There's a spy. We have, there's, a spy. There, we have a leaker, right? In this situation, somebody is going in there and telling him what's about to happen. Well, who's going in there is the Lord. Mm-hmm. Elisha is able to give the word of the Lord and prevent the armies of Israel from being destroyed. Mm-hmm. So what happens next is that the, the king of Assyria has had enough of this, mm-hmm. right? He's had enough. We're going we're gonna to take out Elisha. Mm-hmm. Now, this is one man and his servant, mm-hmm. right? One man of God and his servant. Mm-hmm. And an army, a fearsome army surrounding them to take him out and murder him, make an example of him because he's stopping their plans. And the servant gets very upset and very nervous and says, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And what that's what we're going to read. If and you now, go to 6, verse 11. 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 11. Yeah. You want to read it or me read it? Verse 11. Yeah. Therefore, the heart of the king of Syria was sore troubled for this thing. And he called his servants and he said to them, Will ye not show me which of us is for the king of Israel? Which one Who, of you? Which one of you which is, one of is you? The, the traitor? Yeah. Which because one? one of you is running there. They have to be. And tell no them what our plan is every time. Mm-hmm. Have to be. Verse 12. And one of the servants said, None, my lord, O king, but Elisha the prophet that is in Israel, telleth the king of Israel the words that thou speakest in thy bedchamber. We don't know how, but he always knows what's going on. Yeah. Verse 13. And he said, Go and spy where he is, that I may send and fetch him. And it was told him, saying, Behold, he is in Dothan. Therefore sent he thither horses and chariots and a great host, and they came by night and compassed the city about. And the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth. Behold, a host encompassed the city both with horses and and chariots and his servant said unto him alas my master how shall we do what are we going to do so here's Elijah's servant saying they're going they to they're us. going to torture they us and murder up. us and kill us we're going and to there's die. We, what are we going to do and i love this this is right? one of my very favorite things he's rightfully terrified because in his mm-hmm. vision mm-hmm. it's two men against a fearsome band of uh, soldiers that are determined to destroy you make an example of you in verse 16 what are we going to do Elijah answers, and he answered, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And I can just see that servant going, he's lost his mind. Mm-hmm. We're going to die. He's crazy. We're going to die right here on this mountain. He's going We're to the only ones here. And he says, there's more on our side than on their side. Mm-hmm. I'm following a madman. And right? verse 17, And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. I love this line. I don't even know if I can read it. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw. And behold, the, the mountain, mountain was, was full. full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. Just open his eyes, Lord, because he doesn't see what you're doing. Right? Mm-hmm. He doesn't see what you're doing. He doesn't get it. He doesn't know Elisha's here. sitting there in perfect peace. He's not afraid. He's in perfect peace. Now this story goes on. The, the man at the bottom saying, Will you come down, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? <laughs> God says that's right three times. That, that's where the story is going. But here's this. This I think that's the end of it. I I'm not keep, sure. I'll have to. Look. But we'll have to. But anyway, they're coming to get him. Elisha said, "I'm not afraid at all. God is in complete control." Well, what, listen and to armies. Faith. He's the Lord of hosts. Armies of the Lord are surrounding us, and he has to say to God, "Please, will, will you give him?" So we can see the eyes to see what's going on. I have to read verse 18 just because we have to. And when they came to him, down to him, Elisha prayed unto the Lord and said, Smite this people, I pray thee, with blindness. And he smote them with blindness according to the word of Elisha. They were all there. (laughs) And this army that couldn't possibly not kill the two of them. But the Bible says he led them Mm -hmm. to Samaria. He led them to Samaria. (laughs) Yep. He led them to Samaria. So one man had the upper hand because Mm -hmm. God was on his side. He Mm -hmm. had the vision. I feel like we're getting going into the last part of Ephesians chapter 5 and the beginning of and maybe the whole chapter 6 and even the beginning of 7. We're talking about the way to live. As a Christian family, the way to live as the Christian body of Christ, right? And we've been talking about it in five. There and is no seven. I'm sorry. Forgive <laughs> There's only me. Six, five and six. The end of five and all of six. Yes. Woo. But what what he's saying to do, I'll just make up seven. He's saying that uh, hmm. submitted unto the Lord, 
in the example of Christ, mm-hmm. having the ability to show Christ in the way you live, mm-hmm. which he says, which he's been talking about. He says, you're not able five. to do that on your own. Nope. You don't have the equipment. Walk so I'll loan up. you mine. Mm-hmm. You don't have the armor. I'll loan you mine. Mm-hmm. You don't have the know-how. I'll show Pretty you by mind. watching mm-hmm. Christ, right? He'll show Pretty you how to do spirit. this. You don't have that. I'll there's, a, there's a vision here that God's trying to show his people mm-hmm. that we don't get. And we don't get in the church, and people mm-hmm. take to extremes, and they don't get what God's trying to do. But what He's trying to do is is unite you with a host, an invisible host of believers since the beginning who have trusted God above their own reasoning and above their own will, mm-hmm. right? They have trusted the Lord. You're uniting with them to show Christ until He comes, mm-hmm. right? And so when we go to Ephesians chapter 5, what verse do we start? Let's Say start, 15. Let's start at 13. Okay. Just to get us into the where we are. Back up just a little so we know where we are. Because mm-hmm. he's been talking, we you know, we've been talking this whole book about how the body is fitly framed together and how we have mm-hmm. to renew our mind and how we shouldn't grieve the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. how we should be followers of God as dear, dear children and not to uh, be the sinful things that fornication, uncleanness, covetousness. We talked about covetousness, covetousness last week about how sneaky some of those things are and the jesting the vulgar jokes the communications that aren't very holy and i just guess i marked mine let no man deceive you with vain words his words are true right Mm -hmm. so now he's continuing that and he's trying to give you you talk about subjection and submission we got to cover that it it is This person and what they're trying to accomplish above even what I'm trying to it's, accomplish. It's kind of, and it's uh, and, uh, this is kind of a weak word, but it's teamwork. It's kind of, uh, it's, it's it weak. is that's teamwork, a, but there, it is still a coming under, literally means a coming right. under. And the reason, the only reason I want to stick to that is because we, a lot of people either want to take this to the extreme and make yes, it a horrible hostage situation, mm-hmm. or they want to take it the other way and say, you don't really have to do it at all. And the yeah. truth is our example for submission is still Christ. So if you think I'm too good to submit to another human being. I am. I am. What I want and what I desire is it's so more is more important than, than anything coming else. than anything else that I can put ahead of that. Mm-hmm. You're you are saying that you are more important and more powerful than Christ Himself because He lived every moment submitted to the Father. And when every I, from the cradle to the cross, it's He a, was submitted. So so I'm not, meaning I'm going to say He again, says, "There's nothing I do of myself. But, everything I do mm-hmm. is in obedience." I'm to the going Father. to say again, and I and I know what you're saying, and you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. The teamwork idea for me is, it's not what I want; it's what Christ wants. What I'm right. part of His team. So there is a team lead, and it's Christ, right? Yes. And when you are, even if you're in the mm-hmm. what military, if you're in the military, you've got people who lead you. You don't get to just do what you want to do. You have to be part of the team. Just just grabbing and, and I know weak, we are going backwards a, here. That's such a weak word anyway. And I, and I think I think your words your wording. Well, is Well, I think this helps because I get what you're saying. I think. I do. But in verse 32, I'm going backwards instead of forwards. This is a bad sign. 32, 32 of chapter 4 says, And be you kind one to another, tender-hearted. tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. In other words, God's, not, God's putting himself in a position mm-hmm. where he's giving up his right and authority to demolish you for the sin you've committed. And he's saying, you know what, for Christ's sake. I'm going to forgive I'm you. going to put my will mm-hmm. under what Christ would ask me to do. When Christ gave his blood to save mm-hmm. these people, I'm going to honor that. And I'm going to save these people. He's not, this is what I love about Christ. He's not asking you to do what he didn't do. He He's not has. asking you to do what he did. He, no. he alone can do it perfectly. But yep. he's giving you a standard and a vision and a purpose for a way we ought to live that is not me first. Mm-hmm. It's not me first. And it and and if people that take it to be like a wife can never have an opinion or a wife can never have her own mind about anything, a wife can never say anything. Read verse. We're going to read well, them all. Let's start, let's start We're going to read them all. Let's, I know, but let's just start at thirteen. Okay. so we don't get too far okay. away from it. 
So in verse 13, we're picking up where we left off with the same thought. And, and I guess that's the other piece of, of scripture study that I've thought of this week that we've never actually said. We've talked about time being different in scripture sometimes, but when he's talking about it, he's not always just changing completely to a different kind of an idea. No, he's, it's the same idea. He's building on that same it's idea the same through idea. the last three, two chapters of this book. He's, he's, he's coming to a big ending kind of a we thing. We ended last week with... I'm you say, up. how do I witness to my friends and neighbors? How do I witness to mm-hmm. my coworkers? I said, how can you not? If you've been dead mm-hmm. and now you're alive, yeah. How if can you've you not? been lost and you've been found, if, mm-hmm. you, if you've been regenerated in Christ, how can your life not show it? It's not that you're going out preaching a sermon. Everything about you has shifted. The purpose of your life has shifted. Everything is different. Everything is different now. And that's what you do. So how does your marriage show that? How does your relationship with your children show that? How does your relationship with your employer show that? That's chapter five and six. Five and six. Yes. So in every part of your life, he didn't just Christ changed what you're doing. He said, you're filled with the spirit. You're now belong to God. You're a new man. And all along we've said, I'm the master of my destiny. I'm the most important person in my life. And Christ has said, no, you're not. This is more bigger than you. Mm-hmm. Showing Christ is bigger than you. And and you submit yourself to the picture. Well, and and you have to you have to keep in mind and and as we say this, I know what's going to happen. Thoughts are going to start going through your head because we've come up through a time where the world doesn't want to agree with this. So they pick it apart with all the little nitpicker things that they can do mm-hmm. because they're not looking at it with their eyes open they're looking at it i don't want to recognize christ so if i don't have to recognize christ then i'm not going to do this because this is what it's going to mean to me can i be honest i think the problem is people have done this so badly i agree with that and sin has entered as sinners that we are sin has entered into these commands so badly that people have experienced growing up or been around growing up or experienced Mm -hmm. themselves they say i can't trust this word because this is gonna get me hurt or in trouble Mm -hmm. or mistreated Mm -hmm. and and they've really felt pain connected with this because instead of this being to christ in an atmosphere of love, in an atmosphere of worship to God. Man has man has corrupted it. that like mm-hmm. it has everything else. Mm-hmm. So the things that God has told you, it, we have a shift at verse 13 between mm-hmm. the things mm-hmm. he's told you not to do and, and the things he's, he's going to tell you to do. Mm-hmm. So we call that negative commandments and positive commandments, right? There are things mm-hmm. you should stay away from and there are things you need to cling to. It's like the right? other side of this. It's like both sides of the coin. It's both sides of the coin. And he said, but the, the, what's going to make it obvious? Things that are reproved are made known by the light. For you can see that clearly. Doth make known is light. The light Bible makes says things Christ, see. when the light came, right? That light comes in and man can't even comprehend it. Doesn't mm-hmm. even know what's going doesn't on. Doesn't even know what's going on. He's never seen himself for what he really is. He mm-hmm. doesn't understand the depth mm-hmm. of his separ- separation from God, mm-hmm. but the light of Christ shines, right? And, and all of a sudden, everything's you. made clear. Mm-hmm. You're like, wait, there's a lot of selfishness in me. There's a lot of bitterness in me and bad habits and bad words and bad intentions. And Christ is just, when you become a Christian, you look, it's like you look down and all of a sudden you see that. You see that, you know what, how have, far you are from Christ. You said this the other day about your stove when you mm-hmm. had company coming over. Yeah. So one day this week, I was at the house because I was working from home, which I don't get to do very often, but I do like to do. And I opened up the windows and I turned on my, you know, little smelly thing that I got from Tandy that makes the house all smell good. And I got all my stuff and sat on the couch. I got the water, the pens, the paper, mm-hmm. all the good stuff. Sun shining in. I'm thinking, what a great day to be working from home. Mm-hmm. And I look over and I'm aghast at how much dust is all over the television all because the light is shining, shining in it's making it manifest shows you every little mm-hmm. it's like close the curtain yeah <laughs> back want... to the darkness yeah. back to the darkness <laughs> but that's the point that, right so that's a point that you can all understand right it's mm-hmm. something that we we know that naturally and that's what he's saying the light whatever is made manifest whatever's shown you by the light it's the light that makes it sh- that shows you what mm-hmm. it is we shouldn't be afraid to listen to what God has to say. He is the light. He's Although going it's painful to show and us. embarrassing. What is, well, that's what, what's true. painful and embarrassing is when we realize who we are. And we've got to go, right? I'm dust. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's part of me over I'm there dust. on the TV. Yep. Anyway, verse 14. Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. We got to get up, mm-hmm. right? We got, we've got, we, we always say that when we said this. Well, I think it's in next week's lesson. We talk about the armor. We talked about it in Sunday school last week. But you got to do some things. You got to wake up and pay attention to what you see when you see it in the light. Verse 15 See then that ye walk circumspect, circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. You want to bring in on other that? words, you can become a born again Christian and walk like a fool, mm-hmm. walk like someone who's never met God. You may be right now. People are listening. What is a fool? right now? Someone who said in their heart, "There is no God." Mm-hmm. So you say, and you probably were born again. You ask God to save you, ask Him to come in, and then you walk like you didn't. Mm-hmm. You act like you didn't. There's no change. He's like, wait a minute. You're supposed to be alive now, mm-hmm. circumspectly. You're supposed to be alive. In other words, we got to deal with the dust. Mm-hmm. We got to deal with it, and we got to walk like people that know there's been a change, mm-hmm. not like fools. Mm-hmm. And verse sixteen right? says, "Redeeming the time, Don't because waste your the time. days are evil. Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is." And then now here we go, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So Paul's going on. He says, "And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit." Now there are people who say. That's not saying you can't have any wine. Mm-hmm. That's saying don't be drunk. Mm-hmm. I I won't fall out with you. There's people like me who say, I'm not going to touch wine. I hope they don't fall out mm-hmm. with me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stay away from that entirely. I don't have any need for that in my life. That's mm-hmm. a waste of time. But but what it's saying is something's controlling you. Mm-hmm. And he's it? saying to these, to these people who are technically saved but walking like the walking dead, mm-hmm. he's like, something's ruling your life. And he said it can be wine. Uh, he put wine. We could put a lot of things with wine there. Mm-hmm. What are you living for? Money. What are you living for in this spot? Mm-hmm. He said, "Don't be drunk with wine, or live for drink." Or, or where are you going to to have be access? drunk? Is a very important distinction in this verse because being drunk means my mind is under submission to something, to else. something else, to a to a chemical. <laughs> and in a drunken state, I mean, even in a court of law, you you have a where they don't. You're not really as responsible in some cases because well they were drunk your mental they couldn't control what they were doing there's some people they say you know they wouldn't have done that if they had been sober Mm -hmm. they were under the influence yes under the influence under the influence that's what be not drunk with wine don't let wine control how you think and behave Mm -hmm. but the holy spirit Mm-hmm. It's supposed to think. So if you make this about wine, mm-hmm. you've missed the point. Altogether. The point, the big, get on the mountain with it, with Elisha, mm-hmm. okay? Open his eyes. Mm-hmm. The point is, the Holy Spirit's supposed to be my influence. And it's oh. supposed to be, I'm supposed to be under the influence of the Holy Spirit to where he changes the way I think about things. Mm-hmm. He changes the way I behave in situations. He changes the words coming out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason my they're attitude. in comparison because mm-hmm. they work similarly. Being under the influence of drugs and alcohol is similar to being under the influence of the Holy Spirit, but one for evil and one for good. Mm-hmm. They're both going to... I catch myself telling my th- myself things God's not telling me. His yeah. word's not telling me. Right? Truth you're is not telling emotion. me. You're going by it. You're going I'm, by I'm talking moment. myself down. I'm beating myself up. I'm mm-hmm. saying unfaithful things, un- unscriptural mm-hmm. things to myself and answering myself back. But, and nobody else hears that, but it's how we, it, this it's is how we not, function in our brain. This is not... What were breathing you rainbows and being a leprechaun and and being a crazy person this is you're talking to yourself anyway mm-hmm. talk to yourself under the influence mm-hmm. under the influence of scripture Psalms, under the influence hymns, of the holy spirit spiritual songs. tell your th- self and your soul the things you need to hear and when you catch yourself doing the opposite there's a remedy mm-hmm. right there's a better way to talk to yourself mm-hmm. Remember how you get the songs sometimes stuck in your head? Don't you sometimes just wake up with the song going on in your brain? So a lot of times I'll say, nobody loves me. That'll come to my heart. Nobody loves me. Feeling sorry for myself. I can be so pathetic. (laughs) But then there's this song the girl's singing. It says, I love you, Lord. For your mercy never fails me, mm-hmm. right? And talks about I have lived in the goodness of God. I'm like, oh yeah, I have. Mm-hmm. So forget someone that. loves me. Someone loves. Someone you. cares about me. God is good to me. Mm-hmm. You know, and then that changes how the, you feel. That about changes everything. everything. Mm-hmm. 
I'm yeah. under. So don't don't pass that verse and say I'm not going to talk to my talk to yourself the right way. You're doing it anyway. You really are. Do it and the right people, way. People might think they're not, but you're playing. I mean, how many times? And I've done this. I did it just this week. Going down the car, and I'm something had made me upset, made me angry about something, and I'm just carrying on this conversation. Of, this is what I'm going to say, and that's what I'm going to do. And you know, can you believe? And then I thought, what am I doing? I'm having this argument. There's nobody here but me, and nobody cares what nobody you're saying. Cares. <laughs> and I would not say any of that. Nobody to the cares. Person because it's like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? And right here it is. I, you have to switch. You have to sometimes. Once you see that you're doing that, then you got to switch gears. And start changing the conversation. And why am I doing that? So I can reflect Christ. Mm -hmm. The whole big picture is... I'm reflecting Christ. I'm showing Christ till he comes. I'm different. So I'm not going to talk to myself the way everybody else is talking to themselves. That's not born again, not Mm -hmm. been made alive. Mm -hmm. I'm talking to myself with the word of God. Mm -hmm. And reminding myself... Spiritual of the joy songs. that's in God and Singing, twenty melody and what's 20? twenty and the twenty says giving thanks always for all things unto God. Do and you the Father, know how much it would change your life if you're thankful? Lord Jesus. Mm-hmm. Do we know how much it would change everything if you're thankful instead of finding everything that's wrong, everything to praise the Lord for? Mm-hmm. It's going to change everything, and it won't. God won't do that for you. You have to do that. Mm-hmm. You have to hear yourself being that negative person, that unhappy person, that I got that cheated person. That person, person. quick to jump because you heard something. He that said, don't be right. covetous in don't chapter that, four, right? but he's telling you, be thankful in chapter yep. five. It's the other side of the coin, like you said. It is. I'm, instead, I'm going to say, thank no, you, no God. No filthy conversation. No, no. bad joke. Talk about, okay. talk, tell God how good he is. And then verse 21 mm-hmm. starts a thought that goes it's, clear it, But it's not end. a new thought. You it's know? the same train. And it right? Says, it's the same train. Mm-hmm. So what did I just do? I just put myself under the word of God in order to stop saying all the stupid things and start saying the right things. I submitted myself to the word of God. Now I'm going to learn some other things I can do to be a reflector of the love of Christ. He's been telling you that all along. He's told you that for the perfecting of the states, we've got to edify. We've got to learn what the Bible says. Keep our mouth shut sometimes. He says, put off things of former conversation. You're learning how to, he's telling the Ephesian church. I want you to see that verse 20 21 is first. <coughs> You're learning how to do this. Verse 21 21 says, is first. Before the, all the rest. It says, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. So, it whatever, it's the same word. Mm-hmm. Okay? It's the same word. So, that means gentlemen that are listening to me right now, whatever you're going to do as far as su- voluntary mm-hmm. submission to other people in your church, what you're willing to surrender in order for the good of the whole instead of yourself is what God's asking a woman to do in her family for her husband. Mm-hmm. So if you're not going to let the guy in front of you tomorrow in the pew punch you in the mouth, you're not going to. Right? right. If you're not, not going to let the guy right. in, in the pew next to you treat you like a dog, guess what's not happening? Mm-hmm. Do you get yeah, what I'm I saying? Agree. It's the I same agree. word. Mm-hmm. Submit yourselves one to another. In, in the, the fear, fear of, of God. God. I'm doing this to show God, but also because God's going to hold me accountable for how Reverence. I treat the people in the church Reverence. and in the building. Mm-hmm. I'm going to submit myself to them. In other words, in not me in first. Respect. How can I serve you? How can I help you? How mm-hmm. can I make what you're trying to do happen? Mm-hmm. Can I can I get under that burden with you, please, mm-hmm. and help you do this? Mm-hmm. And that's the same thing he's asking of the women. It is. It's no different. It's not different. It's, different. it's not new. It, no. Right? It and it's not, not unreasonable. And again, when you <laughs> go through these when you go through these things, you forget you submit every day to somebody. I, I know I say that. And You're I, forced to submit to, to your, authority. To your employer. Submission to isn't the law. a forceful thing in it's God. Not in God's it is world. a voluntary coming under in order to support someone else and put someone ahead of yourself mm-hmm. but what we have in the world your boss is not going to allow you, you the choice of whether or not you're going to submit to what he would have you do mm-hmm. right the police officer that pulls you over is not going to say you yep. may or may not pay this ticket right they're not that that authority is going to force mm-hmm. that's true you to obey god is saying i want you because of your relationship with god your fullness in christ who you are in christ mm-hmm. To put yourself under under subjection in fear of God, as respect to God, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And and fear in that case is respect, 
understanding who God is, we should have a reverential fear. But I just want to say, gentlemen, if you would not do that one to another, you you shouldn't expect it out of her. And he does break it down. And I heard a minister once say, it's not because she's any worse than it's because she's not. It's because even way back then, this idea of authority, (laughs) you know, yes, I agree with authority, but the, the, her not having any say, listen to what it says. It says, wives, submit yourselves unto your own husband as unto the Lord. Doesn't mean like he's Lord. You're doing it for Christ. Right. Doesn't mean he's Lord. There, Just like you there submit is no to him. Verse, well, there is no verse in Scripture that says any man on earth should be treated as Lord. You know that's true, right? There's nothing that says man. Romans 13, obey those in authority above you. Obey the authority. <laughs> obey I'm not it. saying authority. I'm just saying. But he's yeah. not God. When they no. ask is way Harder. Because the next verse is, for the husband is the head head of the the wife, wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. And and the Savior of the body. body. So then keep reading. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. In everything. In everything. And then verse 25. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. I will take what he asked me to do a million times over what he asked Richie to do. Mm Mm-hmm. Because what he asked Richie to do is to the point of death, mm-hmm. serve and care Protect to your wife. You. Mm-hmm. Protect you. What did Christ do? He served the church. Mm-hmm. And, and guess the what, church. guys? Submission goes both ways. It does. He submit himself to the will of the Father in order to save my worthless soul. Right. right? Mm-hmm. So he was willing to endure the pain of the cross mm-hmm. and the shame. You talk about submission. Mm-hmm. That's what he did. Bringing your will under the will of another in order to and, serve a bigger purpose. And don't forget, we just heard this in sermon the right? other day. He prayed, Father, if there's any other way. This is not, Jesus wasn't like, yes, let's, no, go, to let's the cross. go to the cross. No. This no. was agony. That, and he said, all you got to do, guys, all you got to do, fellas, is love her like Jesus loved the church. And gave himself for it. Mm-hmm. And be, and uh, let's You see, know what? Is that it? is a much heavier mm-hmm. yoke. Mm-hmm. That is a, that is an unthinkable request and something that men and women both of those things cannot do in their flesh or on their, do it on their own the only thing you can do with that is say holy Help spirit me. you're gonna have to do that through me because i don't know how to do it and mm-hmm. god please show me the way to do that and if mm-hmm. and this is not a do not Mm-mm. this, this is, is a do this is i'm this is what i can do mm-hmm. to show christ in the world and do you get if we didn't corrupt it with sin if we didn't corrupt it with selfishness and twist this to our own evil intent and to the point that you'd sacrifice okay. yourself gave like himself christ for it. gave himself for it that's yep. impossible everybody talks about what a horrible deal for women are you kidding me Mm-mm. that's not a horrible what deal the scripture says yeah. It's not a horrible deal for women. No. And it's always better than anything else out there. It's just, it's not that it doesn't work. It's that it's not tried. Mm -hmm. That's probably true. And it's not trusted. And it's misused. And I understand why it's not. I know, understand why I feel like I do. Why it's not trusted. Because it's been taken advantage of. Mm -hmm. It's not been followed. Mm -hmm. He's not loved her like Christ loves the church, right? Mm -hmm. And gave himself for it. That's Mm -hmm. not what's happening. Mm Mm-mm. No. It's just, and everybody wants to, you know, get angry with women, and women aren't doing, true. What mm-hmm. are the men, how are the men doing on that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? We're guilty, we're all guilty. It's huge. It's a human What's guilty. right in the middle of it? What's right in the middle of it? Therefore, as the church is subject to Christ, do you think so? Mm-hmm. Do you think our church as a body submits itself in its authority, decision-making process, the way we do things, the way we worship. Are we in full submission to Christ like Christ was to the Father? Mm-hmm. Or do we just decide we like this Jesus and said we'll, every word split, I speak. we'll split the camp? Right? Mm-hmm. It, it, it's not making any difference between that. The body of Christ submitting to God and the wife submitting to her husband, her husband, and the husband being willing to give wife. everything mm-hmm. for his wife. To death. He's, and yep. why are we doing this? To worship heard, Christ and, and show him till he and comes. And you've heard, I know you've heard Rick say this, but I've heard other preachers say the same thing. If he's not willing to die for you, he's not He's not this. Well, Richie kind of twists that. <laughs> so, and now I'm, I'm saying, well, I'm just going to say, Richie kind of twists it, and I believe what Dad's saying, like, if he's not willing to die for you, boy, that's a big ask. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's a big thing to say. Are you that's a to, tremendous But Richie ask. says, don't tell me that you would die for her, because a lot of people say, I would die for her. He says, don't tell me you would die for her if you won't live for her. There you go. 
That's perfect. He always he always flips that on its head. He's like, first of all, this is for Christ, but Christ first. Mm -hmm. But you can't tell me you'd die for that woman if you won't do anything while you're alive for her mm -hmm. and help her. And I mean, that truth. makes sense. That's, that's <laughs> that what is true. That's right? kind of what it's saying. I like that. I like mm -hmm. it that he says it that way. That's a good way to say it. Verse 26 says that he might sanctify and cleanse it. Who? It says, husbands love your wives. That's what Christ even as does Christ for the church, the church and gave himself and for gave it. gave himself for it. For that, what purpose? That he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. Okay, get it. Get this. Mm -hmm. So the word of God, when we become a believer, the, the church as a whole, God is washing us, making us clean, making us perfect. He's giving the utmost care and dedication and mm -hmm. through what? His the word. word. Mm -hmm. Can you see the husband in that model, mm -hmm. doing that for the wife, mm -hmm. that his words are making her whole, better. making her healed, making her better, safe, making, making her, her safe, making treating her, her raised up, treating her like the most valuable possession. Mm -hmm. That's how Christ, I don't know why Christ does that to the church because we're so not worth it, but Christ loves and nurtures and protects mm -hmm. and waits for us to grow and doesn't outstrip and us. Don't forget Do you that know what I mean? precious mm -hmm. precious thing beautiful right dresses us in white remember at this the end is of the, the book? purpose he says mm -hmm. that he can just keep helping keep helping keep mm -hmm. helping keep make helping. her better make her prettier make her right please her help her help yes. her mm -hmm. yep and you just mm -hmm. think about it that's what he's doing if for the you church can't, if you if you take all if you have all this the is not of bad this is beautiful it is that's true if you can't we take avoid all it because we think it's bad if you can't take all of the scripture that you know, that you know he talks about his church and his bride, and you know if you don't if you don't know those things, you can't see this picture. So that's where that's where if that's why I think the world doesn't understand this because they don't know the rest of the book. It seems like this comes up every week, but it's like there is a concept in scripture that's from lid to lid that is if you demand your own, you're going to lose everything. You're going to lose everything. If you give what you want. You're going to get it. Mm -hmm. You're going to get it back to you in, in spades. Mm -hmm. You're going to get it back to you more than you deserve. Mm -hmm. So he's saying, like, if you sit there in your marriage, women, mm -hmm. and you demand to be treated with respect, and you demand your rights, and you demand your authority, and you demand your say, and boy, he's gonna, he's not going to do this to me, and I'm not going to take that from him, you're going to lose all everything. the love and respect that you're seeking. You're going to lose everything that you're after. Mm -hmm. But he said, if you will bring yourself voluntarily mm -hmm. into a place where you will submit for the greater good of the family and you will try to make his goals your own and you will do that as worship to God. What and ends up happening is the love, that overwhelming love of the husband comes back, mm -hmm. comes back at you. He's like, mm -hmm. I've got something precious now, here. does that mean you will never, ever fuss about anything? That's ridiculous. That's, I don't know who ever come up with that And it's also thought. not a conditional promise. No. It doesn't say you only have to submit if he's loving you like Christ. No. Because that's not that. happening. He's, it's a goal. He can't. And it doesn't say unless she submits, he says, I'm not going to protect her and sacrifice myself that. for her. Mm -hmm. Right? It's not conditional. Mm -hmm. It says, wives, here's how you can worship the Lord. Husbands, here's how you can worship the Lord. I love your wife. Church, here's how you worship the Lord. And mm -hmm. what's the answer to all three of them? Who was the model? Christ. Christ. Mm -hmm. And the This is what Christ did for the Father. That's what I'm asking you to do for one another. And he said, this is a beautiful thing. We don't have time for all the nonsense, squibbling, quabbling all the craziness we have if we've we, got to get a vision we've got to keep we've got to have our eyes open you got to have your eyes open so if you're going into your marriage thinking i'm not gonna let him get away with anything your your vision of that up. is a war you're you're in com competition with one another you're in combat with one another. is it going to be easy that's not all the, the vision time? is it going to be easy all the time we, we already said we already used the example of christ in the garden saying if there's any other way but right? the, the example here is christ and the church becoming one mm-hmm like you are an extension of him and you sit it, that's what the first part of Ephesians was about mm -hmm. in heavenly places With in you. Christ Jesus mm -hmm. everything that Christ gets we get mm -hmm. yes right and that's how it's supposed to be in marriage mm -hmm. every good thing that happens to your husband is a good thing for it's you a reflection to you yes is a good thing you share mm -hmm. and every good thing that has happens to you obviously he should benefit from 
and you come in it together. But that's not the idea we have. The idea we have and, is keep your guard up. And don't forget Proverbs. Right? And the pro so here's back to another verse. The Prover Proverbs 31 woman says he can trust you. He's, she's safely, he can trust her safely. She, he doesn't have to worry that she's out here spreading all kinds of bad things and saying horrible things. We shouldn't be doing that to anybody in the church, to the fa in the family, husband, wife. It shouldn't be that way. So the Something world, bigger than yourself. The world doesn't see this picture of marriage because we're living in a society that's gotten away from the importance of marriage and what it represents and how it reflects They don't God. have the vision. But they we don't have the it. vision in the church. We lo we lose it. Sometimes. We don't have yes. it because we forget what we're showing. Mm -hmm. We really do, and we take never... instant by instant instead of the big picture. Listen, if you're married to a human being, <laughs> yeah. you are going to be taken advantage of sometimes. It you are going to be hurt sometimes. You're going to have you're going to be sometimes. have them not hold up their end of the bargain. That's why there's Probably. two of you. The other one can bear the load for a minute. You're you're going to have that happen. Mm -hmm. That's true. But this, the purpose is, can God take two flawed and imperfect and messed up people and still show Christ? We talked last yes, week about man. building a church out of blocks that don't fit together. They're, he, But he's the cornerstone, so he makes everything straight. Mm -hmm. right? You've got a bunch of messed up bricks and a beautiful building. Mm -hmm. Because he's able to do that and put it together. And I'm not trying to be like Pollyanna and telling you every marriage is going to work out and th terrible things don't happen. I'm not stupid. I've seen that. I know what you're talking about. But I'm telling you what it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you that it's not God's word that's wrong about this. Mm -hmm. It's, it's our sinful it. human, mm -hmm. what we bring to this that's mm -hmm. wrong with this. That's true. I would agree right? with that. Mm -hmm. And don't be stupid and do like some of us and not realize what a wonderful thing you have till it's gone. Mm -hmm. Okay, verse 27, it says that he might present it to himself. What's who's presenting it? Jesus is presenting the church to that himself. That he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. Again, so the idea is that he took really good care of it. Mm -hmm. Just and like why? the husband is supposed to take really now, good care of the wife. Too. But so, so, 28, so ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. Mm -hmm. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. Mm -hmm. For no man ever ha yet hated his own flesh, but nourished and cherished it even as the Lord the church. There is your example again your example. of what Christ does for the church. In other words, this is precious to me. Mm -hmm. This is I I, I, this bride that I have. Christ says, "This church, I'm taking such good, precious care of it." Mm -hmm. That husbands, is that how you think of your wife? I'm I'm taking really good care of it because it's the most valuable thing outside of my mm -hmm. salvation that I own, mm -hmm. and it's the way that I show my salvation, mm -hmm. how well I take care of her. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Women, I take care of my husband like I was doing it for Jesus. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm supposed to, I'm not saying I do. I'm saying that's the goal. I'm a failure in every possible way. But I'm saying the idea is it's practice. the way I love him, the way mm -hmm. I support his vision, the way I care about what he cares about shows how much I care about what God cares about, shows how much I love the Father, shows how much mm -hmm. I'm trying to imitate Christ, right? I'm doing it for his sake. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. It's, it, it is beautiful. That is a beautiful thing. Doesn't make you less of anything. It shouldn't even enter your thought. That it has, That's nothing, not the thought. Nothing in here says less. Except for crucify your flesh yeah. and come under the authority of Christ and do what he said to do. The less. Well, I'm not talking about I know that. what you're saying. You're saying less in value. And that's right. how everybody has spun it. Yeah. Doesn't say, but what it's saying is, I'm not supposed to be thinking about myself at all. At all, <laughs> yeah. right? I'm supposed and, to be, and but that doesn't thing. mean mistreated. That means he treats me like the most precious thing there. That's how it's supposed to work. Mm -hmm. But I'm not. My mind is not supposed to be on me constantly, although it is way too much. It's supposed to be on the Lord and how to make and how to show him honor and glory. So you're saying I'm not married. I don't have to worry about anything. You're saying, guess what? You do. Right in this mix was this is how the church is to behave. When you walk into a church, not a building, the people in the building and you're you're among the church, you're supposed to be treating them like the most precious thing. And you're supposed to be doing it as worship for Christ. Right? Yes, we are. And I apologize to our listeners tonight. Um, I've got the question coming through. Are we having trouble with Wi-Fi? We did when we started, and evidently we still are. So forgive us. We're we doing can't, the best we can. We, can't, we knew that this was going to be one of those lessons that we felt like 
it's when, important when it's an important lesson it's easy for the stuff to mm -hmm. mess up and make it harder to hear so hopefully you'll get the gist of it the gist is uh, for we are members of his body, verse 30, of his flesh and of his bones. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. It says in verse 32, this is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, see, right, this is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife, even as himself, and the wife see that she reverence her husband. Mm -hmm. Those words are true. They mean exactly what they say. Love the wife like your own self. You say, I'm just not happy with her anymore. Is she happy? Because your job was to help her to be happy. Mm -hmm. Your job was to help her to be fulfilled. Your job was to help her protect to, her. to be protected. Strengthen her. So when, whenever we get that, God am I happy? kind of irrelevant for the moment and that feeling is a feeling and will pass and will change mm -hmm. you're not supposed to be living for yourself she's not supposed to be living for herself the church is not supposed to be living living for the purpose of every single individual it's supposed to be living for something bigger than itself i keep saying that over and over and i don't know another way to say it and you're probably bored with that but do you love the person sitting next to you in church enough that you would rather them be happy than you that you would rather them get blessed than you, that you're gonna bring your the best of your gifts and talents to the table so that you can do something for them? Mm -hmm. Or are you always thinking, they're not doing enough for me? They're not visiting me. They're not sending things to me. They're well, not I'm paying not. attention to me. Mm -hmm. I'm not being fed the way I wanna be fed. I'm not getting entertained the way I, I wanna be entertained. Or are you bringing all that you are under this in order to lift church. the whole thing? That's how we're supposed to live. We're, that in a marriage, in a church, in society, we're supposed to say, it's not all about me. And what I'm going to try to do is make it as good as I can, regardless of what anybody else God. is doing. Yep. Take that hard-to-love person and make it your personal challenge mm -hmm. because it's worship. It's, yeah, it brings it's love on. for the Father. It's and it's letting showing that light, the light shine. That light shines in that. I'm not talking about being a goody two-shoes or not telling the truth or not being honest. I'm just saying make a real conscious effort. Guess what it started with? Mm -hmm. Talking to myself right. Mm -hmm. Giving thanks to God for what mm -hmm. I've been given. Be i got to get myself in the right place, right? In the right place mentally. Mm -hmm. And then what I can do is live for something way bigger than me. Right? I agree. That's true. And I know that we are out of time just finishing five, so we'll probably finish chapter six yeah, Next exactly. time we're together, and we'll be done with the book of Ephesians at that point because there is no seven. Don't worry about that. Somebody <laughs> edit that out. I don't know why I thought there I was a seven. So there is no but there is, a si there is a six, so we will be back for next work. But as we talk about this, it seemed like it's going to be such a controversial thing. I think if you have a right understanding of the Word of God, it's not a con controversial thing. I think it's a thing that's a universal thing. Mm -hmm. I think it's, it's not a man good woman bad it is a or woman good man bad it is a humanity worshiping god what can i do to show how you behave here's how you behave christ you submitted yourself to the father and then you came under and lifted us up and saved us and cleaned us and redeemed us and gave us a future and a hope in heaven and you weren't selfish Think about how Christ, he, I'm sharing everything with the church. Mm -hmm. Everything I have, mm -hmm. you have. Mm -hmm. Think about if you didn't have selfishness in a marriage. If mm -hmm. you weren't only thinking about what you could get and mm -hmm. what pleases you. Just everything that we're doing is to show how he behaves. Mm -hmm. And it gives right? glory to God. To each other, in our marriage, to our children. We're about to talk about children in the next chapter. Children, obey your parents. Why? Because you're showing what Jesus did when he obeyed right. the Father, right? This, this is the right. right thing. There's a reason. For all the things mm -hmm. that you do, and I think if you could tell that to your kids, <laughs> this is the way. If you could get that through to their to, through their heads that when you obey your parents, you're worshiping God. Mm -hmm. It has a purpose. Jesus did it too. Yes. Right. This is bigger than you. This is bigger than you. And and we. It has a purpose. And we can tear it apart when we minimize it and try to have our own way with it. But sure. That's not the point. It's never that way, and we're always going to be. The Word of God is always going to turn the world's wisdom upside down. It's never going here's, to do that. Here's it's my never, last... It's always going to do that. 
My so last okay, dumb word of wisdom, okay? Mm-hmm. This is my last dumb word of wisdom. This is not dumb words of wisdom. Nobody will crawl out from under your criticism to love you better. No. They're going to respond to what you do sacrificially mm-hmm. and love you better. That's true. Very true. I think you should say that again. We might have to write that down. I think we think we can criticize someone or nag someone into loving us. You're not doing it right. It won't work. God couldn't say to humanity, love me, daggone it. Look what I've done for you. Mm-hmm. God had to send his son. He might say to that. To sacrifice. But, and he'd be right to say that, but say? that's not what he did. He said, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Mm-hmm. I'll show you. And then some of you are going to respond in love. Mm-hmm. Right? Some of you aren't, but some of you are. I think you're done. I'm, I am kind of, but I'm, but I'm thinking I've got a lot of thoughts to think about all that. And I hope that you, as you join us for Battle Ready this evening, I hope you take it home. I hope, I hope. This lesson, there's all kinds of references all over the place where, you know, Because this is the mystery that, the about mystery. the church and, and Christ, and he tells them that. So, we will leave. We will end that with now. Do you want to say anything to ones that are coming into church? Maybe this is the first time they've ever heard some of these concepts and ideas. Maybe they are confused by what we've said compared to what the world says. I don't know what I can add other than to say sometimes when we read these scriptures that ask a lot of us, mm-hmm. it can be very overwhelming and you think, you know what, if, if that's what I have to do to get to heaven, then I'm not going to make it. I have good news for you. That's not what you have to do to get to heaven. What you have to do to get to heaven is put your faith in Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and trust Him because all the things He's asked you to do, He did. He finished and he did perfectly. Mm-hmm. And he will help you aim at that goal you'll never fully accomplish, right? Mm-hmm. But you can aim your life toward trusting that it can be done because he did it. So, I mean, it's not a list of do's and don'ts. And if you're not perfect, you're out. Mm-mm. It's not that. It is getting your vision and getting your head straight so that you can live a life that will draw other people to Christ. And I would say, too, if you have been a Christian for a while, don't forget that in the book of Revelation, he tells the church at Ephesus, you forgot your first love. Mm-hmm. And in a marriage, you can forget your first. You can forget what drew you to that person in the first place. You can forget mm-hmm. the emotions that you had or the respect that you had. So we'll end with that. We'll end with chapter 5, and we'll start with chapter 6 next week. Keep your Bibles open. Stay battle ready.